What's really good, pastors? I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Lauder. This is The Hit List. How you guys doing tonight? Tyler, what's good with you, man? Dude, everything's good. Uh, it's always good on Wednesdays. We got Challenge Day up here. Absolutely. One hell of an episode, man. What did you make of it today? Uh, I made of it that uh, it's exactly what we thought it would be. Team America is slowly going to start clashing, and Team UK is kind of going to suck out the gate. Uh, it's going to take some time for this to balance out. No doubt. For anybody who doesn't know what this is, this is the hit list. Tyler Lauder is here with us over at Love Word Challenges. He makes our top 10 list. So he lists out the power ranking for all of the chan for all of the challengers throughout the whole season. So let's go ahead and take a look at the power rankings now. So that's going to be the list for us. And uh, I could tell that some people are going to have major, major problems. Let's go ahead and start in the basement. Uh, Idris making a pretty huge drop. Um, what makes him go from being in the mid card last time to drop it all the way down into the basement? Well, the only reason he was as high as he was last week is because he won an elimination. I stated that pretty clearly in the power rankings. That's the only reason he was up there, which gives him a big boast boost in you know, his stature. This episode, he falls down because for some reason, MTV keeps casting these guys that don't know how to swim. And he needed, <laughs> he, he literally needed dad CT to come out there and get him before he drowned. Um, and then on top of that, no TV time. He was outside of him failing in his daily, didn't show as much. All right. Another person who made not as such a huge drop as, as he did was Nani. What are the reasons why you put Nani all the way into the, ba into the basement, dropping out of the mid card? Uh, Nani falls down just because she's just a, another person on the team, it seems like, at this point. We're not getting any standout performances from her. We didn't see her get any really interviews or anything. Uh, she's not a part of any drama. She's just kind of there. That's all. You know, lately, um, since she came back, she haven't had any huge hookups. Uh, she did have the big argument with uh, going against Kara. When do you think this season that that's going to take place? Um, I mean, from a viewer standpoint and a fan, hopefully soon, because I want to see drama. I want to see people clashing. Uh, I'm feeling it's going to be a little while. Um, but then again, Nani, Nani does what Nani wants when she wants. I feel you. At this point, do you think Nani is in any danger of being thrown in at any point? I think eventually, if the format's going to stay the way it is right now, where it's team on team, Team USA, if they keep winning, is going to start picking off people they think aren't strong, just in case they run into that final, you know, i.e. Big E. They don't want another situation like that. I'm not saying Nani's dead weight, but when she's compared to the other girls on her team, she doesn't really stack up as well. How do you feel about D? D is coming in at your number 21 spot. What did she do this episode I got to put down in the basement? Um, it was just one of those challenges that wasn't for her. It's the same thing with like Idris. Can't swim, didn't perform that well. She probably had, from what it looked like, the shortest swim, and it took her forever to get it done. Essentially, she was high last week because of her romance with Rogan and how much TV time she got and everything. And we didn't get to see that this week. All right, so Team USA rode through, rode through Team UK in, in, the, uh, in the daily challenge. I know Team USA got all of the experience. They got, you know, all of the vets on it. What is Team UK going to have to do to pull their head out of their ass and start getting some wins? And soon. I think what it's going to take is they're going to have to listen to the, the little amount of veterans that they got on their team. They got to listen to CT at all points. CT says to do something, you just got to do it. And if it fails, then they can vote him in. They have a scapegoat. But if it succeeds in everything, they're going to start winning. On top of that, they need to listen to Kyle. And Kyle needs to keep stepping up a little bit more because as much as he's the guy everybody likes to hate on or whatever, he knows what he's doing in this. Kyle has solid politics and he performs pretty well. Last season, Paulie and Carver tried their best to fuck up his whole entire world. And for some reason, he just kept getting out of it. So he definitely has some staying power. and He definitely has uh, some wits on him. And as long as, his, uh, as long as his performance is able to back him up, he should be okay. 
But let me tell you something that's really irked me while watching the season, something that I hate so much. I hate the way that they do this tribunal. They just wait until after they get the win to say, all right, who's speaking for y'all? It is a complete clusterfuck, and I don't even know. I, I, I can't even imagine who came up. You know what happened? Nobody came up with this. The, the, yeah. the season started filming, and they just said, we haven't figured this part out. What's your take on it? I agree. It's, um, it's lazy, it seems like. There's nothing really planned. It's almost like they added this in at the last moment because the tribunal was so fun and effective last season. Uh, in the past, when they had a team season, uh, back on the ruins, they kind of had a tribunal for sense where they had a top three, and it kind of got out of hand with what they think they wanted. And so that's kind of where team games kind of started dying. I, I don't know how to fix this right now, other than maybe the voice has to speak up before the challenge. And if your team loses, you automatically go into elimination. Something's got to mix it up to give it some more purpose. Let's go ahead and move it to the mid tier. So that's a pretty good mid card. Let's start from the bottom of it. Kaylee, we definitely got to see a lot of her this, uh, a, lot of, a lot of her this episode. She's teaming up with her partner, Cam. She did all right. And I guess nobody from Team UK really did that well. But she was pivotal yeah. in Cam's big power move. What did Kaylee do to give her that 19 spot? So it's, it's very similar to um, how I kind of do this criteria and everything where like, if you have a lion, an Alliance member that performs really well and controls the game, it gives you more credibility because it's a big old shield. If you're under that shield, you're protected. It might not be for long, but you're protected nonetheless. Well, in this episode, Kaylee kind of ratted Georgia out, whether or not Georgia said what she said, if she's feeling what she's feeling, she kind of put her on notice and sent her to Cam and let Cam kind of intimidate her. On top of that, when they started talking about who to nominate and they're talking about two rookies, uh, Kaylee wasn't having it. She wanted Jenny and Nicole to get talked about as well instead of getting protected. She's not afraid of confrontation. Every season we see this that she's on, she gets into it with somebody, some other girl, they don't get along and it kind of plays out for an interesting episode. And so this week she literally was just a voice um, while her team didn't perform that well. She got lots of camera time. All right. She did pretty well. Um, I do like Kaylee. It would be nice to see Kaylee kind of stand on her own when it comes to these games. She's kind of always attached to somebody. And a lot of times she ends up coming off looking pretty weaker. It was kind of nice to see her actually come up and do something to help her and help Cam, which is probably going to help her game out in the long run. Let's go ahead and move on to Kyle. Kyle's in the mid card. We already said that we wanted to see him step up. Um, you got Kyle over here at the, at the number 12 spot. What is Kyle going to have to do to break it to that top 10? Um, so he kind of fell. He fell four spots this week. The reason why Kyle fell, essentially, before we jump into getting back, is just because Team USA had a lot of good performers that moved up. Really, that's all it is. Kyle needs to keep doing what we said earlier. He's just got to lead his team. He's got to step up a little more and not be afraid to take that leadership role. He kind of says a lot of things, I feel like, leadership-wise in his interviews, which his interviews are on point. They're funny. I like what he has to say. Um, he's okay making himself the butt of the joke for the viewers, which is great. Uh, during the Daily Challenge, he performed really well. If he could have done a little bit more to motivate, maybe put people in better positions, you know, to get those, those numbers or those letters, then maybe they would have won. Kyle is definitely one of the lead guys in Team UK. And listening to, the, listening to him is going to be paramount for them doing any kind of good. Because without guys like Kyle, without guys like CT, without guys like Josh, they are going to be just dead in the water. I mean, yes. he's still going to have people like Georgia and, and Bear has a season under his belt. But let's be serious. Bear isn't going to lead Team UK to jack shit. They're not going to respect them enough to do it yet. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and move on to your, to your number 11 spot. In your number 11 spot, you got Ashley. Now, we haven't seen much of her so far this season, but she definitely came out after Cam picked her to get 
to be in the tribunal with her. So we got Ashley at number 11. What is Ashley going to have to do to make her way into that top 10 and really put the, and really separate herself from the rest of the girls on Team US? So we kind of talked about this before, and um, I, you know, let's bring it up now and everything, is that Ashley's kind of one of those competitors that's slightly above average in like all aspects. But she's really smart. And, and this isn't a negative thing, because if she's always above average, she's never at the bottom. Uh, she knows how to position herself to not be at the bottom. She knows how to position herself to shine when she needs to shine, and she's a smart player. The one thing that's going to be troubling for her to move forward is the fact that she's pretty much on an island right now. She doesn't have her best friends. She doesn't have her lavender ladies. So this right now, if Ashley can make it far and keep performing really well, she's going to get in the top 10. And this could right here be one of her best performances yet if she can keep stepping it up and showing us what she's you know, made of. What is going to be Ashley's biggest threat of breaking back into this top 10 and putting herself back into a position of power? Her mouth. Um, the fact that she, let's be honest, okay, let's be honest. She, she talks a lot. She talks a big game. Um, and she's not afraid to just speak what's on her mind and that can bite you in the, it bite you in the back, you know, backside every now and then, especially in this game where it's team USA and there's so many egos. Like if you poke all those egos at once on a drunken night, they're all going to remember they're going to get you back and they're going to send you packing back to America. So she's got to be careful what she says. So at number 14, Josh has also taken a slight dip in the rankings. We did get to see him a little bit standing up for Georgia and cheering her on. Do you think that his budding relationship with Georgia is going to put a target on him going forward? Everybody has friends and everybody has relationships on the other side of this game. But for some reason, I feel like this is going to hurt Josh a little bit more than the other. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think one of the negative aspects to this is the fact that he voices opinion too soon and he's still a rookie in my eyes because, you know, back in the day you had to get two seasons under your belt before you weren't, you know, why I think it was a rookie move is because the entire group was kind of saying Georgia at that point, you kind of just shut up. You don't have to say, don't throw in Georgia, but be like, I think Jenny's the strongest girl on their team. And if he'd have done that, he could have kept his, you know, even though they know he's flirting with her, he could have kept his name out of their mouths potentially. Yeah. He hasn't been there long enough to pick up on little gamesmanship like that. Got to save his ass and keep the conversation moving forward away from the person who he's trying to protect. So we did get a bit of drama in the house today uh, on both sides, but we got Jordan calling out Wes. What did you make of that whole thing? I, to me, I felt it was sloppy. I felt like Jordan pulled the trigger a little bit too early. I felt like Wes deflected well enough and highlighted the fact that he also made a deal with them. I don't think either one came out smelling like roses, but who would you give the winner of that exchange to, Jordan or Wes? I'm going to defer, and I'm not really going to pick either of those two, and you're not going to make me like this, but Johnny Bananas wins this exchange. Um, those oh. two guys are, in, in my opinion, those two guys are kind of his biggest you know, verbal mental competition, and he's kind of getting them to stop looking at him and to look at each other, and they're going to go at it now. Even though they both don't like Bananas, and they say this and everything, and they're going to attack him, he put this in Jordan's head. Jordan got this whole thing going. And now Jordan's being agreed very sloppy. This right here was pot calling the kettle black. That's all it was. Like they were both just sitting here accusing each other. And it's, they're doing the same thing. If Jordan would have just sat back and not said anything, everybody knows what Wes is doing. You don't got to make it seem like you're doing the same thing. So yes, I'm going to say neither won this exchange. Johnny Bananas won this exchange. And he wasn't really that involved. That's an interesting take on it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely better to put the heat on both of those two guys going at it, and he could just skate by. Kind of see what Zach is doing. Uh, how do you feel that Zach is participating this season? I know he's having some conversations around 
Do you feel like he really wants to be here this season so far? It appears so. Um, I, I think when him and Jenner on a season together, it just doesn't work out mentally because um, he's too worried about his relationship. But now that he's kind of here by himself and everything, I think he can take the game mentality. On top of that, he's surrounded by like a horde of wolves that are just going to come for each other's throats. And the fact that he can watch that happen, I think it lets him enjoy this game a little bit more. Let's go ahead and move into the top tier, the top 10. Uh, this is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets interesting. Let's see if people like it. Oh, man. I see that your number one spot still didn't move, but let's not start there. Let's go ahead and start with Wes. You got Wes at number five. Why? Uh, Wes at number five um, because he was away for, I don't know, probably a third of the episode. He kind of was gone because he was sick. But that's the reason why he stays in the top five for me. He was sick and he still made the farthest swim. He swam back faster than it looked like five, four or five of the UK people and faster than Leroy on his own team who swam a, a lesser distance. Um, he did all that while being sick. He came back, he deflected Jordan. He came back again, I went in and he interacted with Jordan again. He wasn't afraid to put Jordan in his place type thing. So he drops a little bit due to everybody kind of knowing his strategy right out the gate, but he stays high enough because day in and day out, Wes is one of the best performers on this show. Yeah, Wes at number five. But I want to dig into number six. Kill a can. Win can. Cam can. Or Keep whatever, going. Whatever other name I'm you got. Yeah. Now, I like Cam. I like Cam so much. But I can't help to think. Now, Cam was smart. You know, she seen the way it was going. She decided to speak up. And for some reason, if you just speak up first, hey, you're in the <laughs> fucking tribunal, which is completely yeah. ridiculous in and, and any which way you look at it. But we got Queen Cam, and she pulls another power move. She pulls, um, she pulls Polly and Ashley into the tribunal because mainly these are the people who she wants to align with. And she got them in a, in a position of power, and she's able to politic them with a bit. She decides to make a move to go after Georgia, which isn't a bad move just too early. You put in Georgia against a big T. Um, and I like big T. And that business she had on was awesome, the purple one. It was dope. But I don't think big T is going to be the person to take a Georgia out. She was in the final last year. Granted, she didn't get very far. I like Killer Camp, but you know, she loves to state how, how well she plays this game and that how good she is in it. And she makes these big power moves, but the actual results from these power moves end up being... Just never pay off. Exactly. Okay, so Cam does move up. For anybody that's a fan of Cam, she moved up five spots, okay? But she was only in her power position because she raised her hand uh, and TJ called on her first. The issue that I have right now, um, first, let's break down that real quick before I jump into camp, is this tribunal situation. And none of the females on the team that won wanted to raise their hand and make sure they were safe on a female elimination day, which is puzzling. Like every female should be raising their hand. And I get the guy sitting back saying, I'll be on tribunal next week. She showed her cards by saying who she's aligning with, who she trusts, uh, whether or not that's smart or bad, that I guess doesn't really matter, but she showed her cards nonetheless. And then she wants to make a power move and get Georgia in there. And I agree, way too soon. The reason why it's too soon is while Georgia is a top-tier player, Big T is not. We saw Big T put up a, a good fight with her because they're the same size. Yeah, but, the whole thing ran 90 minutes. Yeah, and, and, and so they almost got their way. The issue is we're two weeks in. She's shown her cards. She's shown her alliance. People know she's aligned with Kaylee. She's showing too much too soon. And that's, that's, that's all it is for me. That's the reason why she doesn't jump into the top five, because she's making these sloppy little mistakes, in my opinion, 
uh, and that's all. But she does move up. I feel like it's sloppy because to me, the only thing she accomplished was putting a target on her back. When the best thing she had going for her, and you said this last episode, that she kind of skates by and nobody realizes she's a threat until it's too late. And now yeah. we're two episodes in and everybody knows what time it is. Everybody knows that now she's making alliances and now she's making moves. And when two, and when Team UK finally gets a win and it's a girl's day, they're going to remember, remember that Cam went after their girl, Georgia, and it's going to go ahead and bite her in the ass. This, and this happens to almost all challengers. Once they get a few seasons under their belt, they stop playing the same game one season. Everybody does it. And they just like try and come out the gate right away and take control. And it doesn't work most of the time. And that's what's interesting to me is that this is when she's doing it. Johnny Bananas. Uh, you got him at number four. Very interesting. <sighs> he did very well during the daily. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, part of my turn, but he's kind of like a cuckold. You got, you got Jordan and Wes going at it, and Johnny Bananas kind of hanging in back. You kind of think that Johnny Bananas is the person who you would want actually going in and, and kind of taking charge of some things, and he's really just hanging back. So let's talk about that. Johnny Bananas. Okay, so uh, I got a lot of slack from some people last week that Johnny Bananas wasn't in the top 10. Um, one specific fan of his. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to not be named. Not be okay. Um, but he, he didn't really do much that last episode. And this episode, um, there's a couple of reasons why he moved up. Now, he's been sitting back and everything, but I think this is very smart by him. Um, he's changing his gameplay half the way, 50% change from what we need him to do. He needs to make alliance members from new people and stop sticking to the same group of friends that don't help him out at all. He hasn't done that, but he is deflecting. He's deflecting. He's getting all the attention off of him, and he's putting it on everybody else, not just Wes and Jordan, but the whole Team USA for defending UK members. Another thing that he did that I thought was really smart and unusual is he complimented Wes, which I think is a smart thing to do. When they were asking who was going to swim long, is it going to be you, Bananas? He said, no, Wes is the better swimmer. He's going to take it. That shows that he's not putting his ego ahead of, you know, the winning aspect. He got plenty of interviews, plenty of time. Uh, Right now, he's their golden boy. So they're going to give him that time. But when he had it, he used it wisely. Hope you're happy, Antonio. (laughs) (laughs) What does Bananas got to keep doing to make sure his ass is safe? I mean, just because he is Johnny Bananas and he's been there for so long and he's already won so many of these. Nobody wants Bananas to make it too far. If Bananas makes 10 episodes, nine times out of 10, he's winning the whole thing. What does mm-hmm. he got to do to make sure he sticks around longer than the rest of his nemesis? Uh, so this is going to sound odd, but he's got to keep them around longer. Um, Jordan and Wes right now are the target of Team USA from imploding from the inside. Simple as that. The quicker they're gone, the quicker he becomes a target. So as odd as it is, it's, you know, you got to keep your friends close. You got to keep your enemies closer. And he needs to try and work out a deal with these two guys separately so they don't know because they're not going to talk to each other about this. But if he works separate deals, um, kind of like uh, similar to what Sarah did on um, Battle of the Exes 2. She had an alliance with Johnny and an alliance with Wes, but they didn't know because they won't talk to each other. If he can do that, keep them around for another five, six episodes, get eight deep, and then cut the head off the dragon right away and just keep doing what he normally does. He performs well in every challenge. We'll be honest here. He's got to keep himself out of elimination because that is not his friend. Simple as that. So <laughs> I got a question. Mm-hmm. Johnny, Jordan, Wes, in a final, who wins? Jordan. I, I, it's hard for me to say this and everything um, because I, I do have a big loyalty to a certain person in that group. But um, Jordan would win most of those times because what Wes's strengths are and what banana strengths are, 
Jordan comes in second in both those groups. So he's the most balanced player um, I think this game has seen ever, in my opinion. And his ego gets in the way of him being an undisputed champion. But he is a two-time defending champion right now. And so... Absolutely. Um, not yeah, a huge fan of Jordan, but Jesus Christ, he's good. He is good. And I, I don't exactly disagree with you on that when it comes to, when it comes to, to that assessment. Because West's big thing is politics. But if you're in the final, politics only gets you but so far. Except if mm. you're Paulie, where you could make a promise and then go back on it. Even though technically <laughs> it wasn't him. So that's very interesting. I'm actually going to make that into a poll to see what other people think. Oh, great. Um, let's go ahead and talk about your number two spot, Georgia. Georgia, you know, she got herself an elimination win, which was a great job. But I don't think it really did that great for her. I don't think her elimination win made her look any better. They sent in Big T, who's a rookie and undersized, and she hung out with her for a smooth 90 minutes, made it tough. Uh, I think a lot of people was expecting Georgia to go in and just dust her right off. I don't think anybody expected Big T to have such huge fight in her. And Lord knows how well she could have done if she stuck around long. Y'all heard the number two spot. So is it just because she won an elimination or what? Um, well, that's a big reason why she cracks into the top three. Um, she moved up because she was featured throughout the entire episode, um, good and bad, but she was talked about nonetheless, you know, all attention is good attention, essentially, if that's what you're striving for. She performed well in the challenge. She made the longest swim for her team and was not the last one back, um, which shows how good of a swimmer she is. And he, here's my assessment of her elimination win. Um, if you compare it to like football teams or professional teams anywhere, when you see a team that's like supposed to dust the floor with a really bad underdog and they win a close game, that's what defines champions. Like anybody can go out there and smoke the floor with a bad person, but it's like winning the potential upset, the close game that, that shows what a real champion is. Like, even though she almost lost to a weaker competitor, she didn't, she didn't let it happen. She, she hung in there and she persevered in the end. So I think that's the reason why I don't downgrade this elimination win because it's a win nonetheless. And she overcame adversity of getting upset. Essentially. I can't really disagree with that. Even though I do feel like number have two to. is... You have to. You have to. I feel like number two is, is maybe a bit too high. So it's still really early. So these hit lists are a little bit harder to make until we start seeing what some of these other competitors are made of. But before we get out of here, let's jump into your number seven spot. At number seven, you got Cara Maria. Now, she did do well in the daily challenge, but what the fuck did she do to get into the top ten? Besides, get a couple of more interviews and do really okay in the daily. Well, she kind of grew her alliance um, through Polly. Polly is a strong member in this game. Polly is now connected to Cam, and Cam's connected to Ashley. That's somebody that is against Kara. But if Polly and Ashley are in a, you know, in agreement together, and Cam gets them all in there, that's going to be one of those like coaching moments for Cam, where she's like, "I know you guys don't get along, but if we do this together, we're going to get far." And if Kara and Ashley can kind of settle their differences here, it's her alliance is going to be deadly. It's kind of under the radar, um, but that's the reason why she moves up a little bit in this list. Uh, six spots to be exact. All right. I definitely feel you. All right. So I think we was able to get th through the whole entire list. I think it was really, really good. Can't wait to uh, rip this shit apart on Love Word Challenges when we record tomorrow. That should be fun. All right, guys. Make sure you go visit shop.lovewordchallenges.com. We got some brand new hit list t-shirts. Make sure you go check out uh, lovewordchallenges.com. LWC Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And we we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Have a great day, Pastors. Peace. Have a good night.